Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at why many investors are suffering from information overload. Then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and we are Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now remember, as you hit that subscribe button, click the little bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, tune into our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now, prior to online trading, the iPhone and the internet superhighway, the most common question I was asked by investors was how to find the best stocks to buy. Interestingly, despite information moving at lightning speeds these days, nothing has really changed, given that I'm still asked the same question today. In the 1990s, investors would share how their biggest challenge was information overload, given that they were bombarded with newsletters, the media, brokers, and other resources. But little did they know that the information tsunami was coming, because now it's not just 10 times worse, it's infinitely worse. As a consequence, investors have become even more confused, resulting in many opting to invest in an index exchange-traded fund to ease their confusion. So how do you find the right stocks without having to trawl through loads of information? Well, in my experience, and some of the best advice I can give investors is that less is more. And in today's fast-paced information flow, this is even more critical than it was 20 to 30 years ago. Unfortunately, both investors and traders mistakenly believe that the more information they receive, the better their decisions will be with many checking stock prices on their mobile phone and buying and selling stocks multiple times a day. In my opinion, this constant immersion in information leads investors to make reactive decisions based on emotions rather than logic. Now, I'm pretty sure everyone has seen at least someone have an accident of some sort whilst they were walking and immersed in their mobile phone. This occurred because their attention was on the phone rather than on the bigger picture and what was happening around them. The same can be said for the stock market, as it's very easy to get caught up in the moment when you don't have structure around your investment decisions. There are some simple strategies that you can use to guide your way through the virtual mountain of information. 
Therefore, the first thing I recommend all investors do is limit themselves to one or two very trusted sources of information and only look at this on the weekend when you have more time, you are relaxed and can absorb the information better. This will lower unnecessarily stressed levels, give you more time to focus on what is important and will ensure you'll make rational rather than knee-jerk reactions when reviewing any market news. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, the big story last week was the rise of the financial sector, which was up over 11% as the big four banks were all doing well, with three up well over 10%. Communication services was next best, up 5.83%, with energy next best up 4.72%. Now, the worst sectors include healthcare, which was down 2.47%, Materials was next at 1.87% up and consumer staples was up 3.02%. Looking at the ASX top 100 stocks, Virgin Money rose strongly on Wednesday and Thursday and finished the week up 23.21%. Next was Borrow up 21% and this was followed by last week's worst performer, Unibail Redamco Westfield, which has turned to rise around over 18.62% for the week. That said, I wouldn't get too excited about this stock just yet. Of the big four banks, ANZ was up 17.47%, NAB 16.1% and Westpac, that was up 14.72% for the week. Now whilst these are great results, I believe it's a bit too early to get excited about financial stocks right now. The worst performers for last week include Worley and that was down 7.18%, CSL was down 5.06% and Newcrest Mining that was down 2.7% for the week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, wasn't it an exciting week last week on the All Ordinaries Index? A quite nice, strong week that we actually did see. It also broke through some of those resistance levels that I was talking about last week. And again, the, uh, I, keep, I said uh, on the live show that we did last Tuesday, I think you know, the pendulum is swinging to being a lot more positive rather than negative. And, and I know a lot of people are saying to me, you know, hey, Dale, why have you been so bearish sitting on our hands? And it's just about risk. You know, it's like a thermometer, you know, risk rises and falls depending on the market conditions. So whilst there are a lot of retail investors out there buying and making money, you know, you know, just because you've been doing that over the past one to two months doesn't necessarily mean that's a long-term strategy that will work for you um, by buying at higher risk times. You know, at end of the day, the market is about minimising risk. And as my job as a trader is to minimise my risk at all times. And uh, But right now the risk is dropping. And as I said, the, the market is... The the pendulum is swinging to being more bullish than bearish but hey I still haven't put it out of my mind that the market will retest those lows in March um, and it could do that over the next one to two months and I'm still not super bullish for the the second half of this year but let's go and have a look at the chart right now so on the screen we've got uh, a monthly chart on the left and a weekly chart on the right so you can see here how it's moved right up nice and strongly we've had two big strong bars in April and May but if I bring up my weekly chart there on the left you can see here last week it moved up strongly but came back on friday but it's above that 5859 point level that i do like to see that's what i was talking about getting up above that sort of nearly that 6000 point level and it's done that it did close down now i do need to see this keep moving up i still think we've probably maybe got one or two more weeks 
possibly three more weeks to move up, um, getting up to around to that 6,200 point level. So where can it go? We are due, we're now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks up. We're nearly, we're sort of, we'd be due for another low in the next two months, roughly, um, in terms of the normal cycles of the market from low to high to low. So right now, it still does look bullish to me. It's still looking all right, but I still need to be a little bit cautious because you can see here how we've had this nice move up through to Thursday, a bit of indecision on Wednesday, strong bars Monday and Tuesday and Friday was down and, and one thing I know is the amateurs open the market, the professionals close it and that was a strong bar on Friday closing down 87 or an 87 point range on that bar opening on its high closing basically on its low or pretty close to its low so it'd be interesting to see what happens with the market opening on Monday and see whether the market moves up or down from this current point of view. If it starts to move down then we might be back into this sideways pattern and might come back down to this 5,500 point level so we'll, this time will tell if it starts moving up Monday through into Tuesday and Wednesday then we might see this stock uh, the market go up to about 6,200 and beyond to 6,800 points over the next few weeks so um, again as I said the pendulum is more bullish than bearish but let's get into our questions for this week the first question we've got is from John Mignum he says hi Dal I'm am too old 78 to look at long look for long-term investment that's great mate uh, you know I, do, I, I hear what you're saying and I know a lot of people um, in that more senior bracket I've had people saying to me you know I'm you know whilst I'm a bit more senior in age I want growth I don't want income and other people want income and growth so it's good that you know what you need to do and what you want um, John goes on to say I just want to keep my savings so making about six percent a year fantastic that glad you've got a goal for that um, I just look at the share I know AMP CWY um, um, but mainly I would like your view on Linus um, I intend to put most of my money in it now one of the things that uh, that last sentence I intend to put most of my money in it that worries me a little bit I mean yes you can get good returns on dividends etc from companies but you still need to balance out your risk because in this environment we are still there's the market goes up in stairs and down in elevators and we only need some bad news and the market will go south and it will take stocks with you now I understand you know you are you know more senior in your years but you still need to make sure you're protecting yourself and balancing out your portfolio over a few stocks not putting most of your money in one stock so I would have probably if I were you I'd be having somewhere between 8 and 12 stocks preferably closer to 12 getting some good returns out of some of those and you know getting some good dividends from that but let's go and have a look at Linus anyway so I'll put my glasses on on your screen on the left is a monthly on the right is a weekly chart and this thing looks absolutely fantastic at this point in time it really does look nicely after coming down into the low there in March it had been quite nicely bullish and was due for a bit of a pullback but one thing I'm suggesting over at this point in time we had the big move up two weeks ago last week was looking bearish it is over overdue for a pullback you can see it's gone up one two three four five six seven eight nine weeks in a row if I go back you can start seeing how often it goes up nine weeks in a row one two three and a bit there's not too many see how it's if I actually I'll open it up so you can see a little bit more at this one time look at this so here we go here's another area who one two three four five six seven eight nine ten that's a big long run there so it's done it there that was back in um, geez, 2017 but look there's not a lot of times as it has done it again so just be careful you know looking at stocks if you 
trying to buy stocks. This stock is a has had some beautiful big bullish runs. It's also had some big bearish runs. So right now, um, I would expect it to pull back a little bit. Uh, to come and retest those lows and once it does that uh, then I think it would be a nice looking stock to put into your portfolio but again just spread your risk um, John I really do think you know you really do need to have sort of 8 to 12 stocks in your portfolio but thank you for asking the question so let's go to the next question um, this one is from MC Pablo hello and thanks for your show my pleasure mate um, any views on a good listed investment company to gain exposure to ASX20, also thinking of listed investment companies for income like PL8 and Wham. Any thoughts? Um, I'm not a big fan of listed investment companies, and especially on the top 20. It, to me, anything to do with the top 20, just buy them yourself because you know at that top 20, you've got the financial stocks at the moment. Yes, the banks did well last week, all rising the big four, uh, and you've got 11 stocks in the top 20 that are in the financial sector from memory. It's around about that. It's it's a big chunk of it anyway. Um, they're in financials and financials aren't doing that well so if you're buying a listed investment company to get access to the all 20 what's going to happen is the ones that aren't performing very well are going to drag down the return you're better off buying stocks that are moving up they're so easy the top 20 are the easiest stocks to buy and look at and, and do well with and buy my book if you haven't bought my book accelerate your wealth it's your money your choice get online and buy it and you'll understand why and you can do this yourself you don't need a listed investment company you'll make more money have less risk um, and you'll do very very well but let's go and have a look at PL8 um, and I'm not necessarily sure for income um, obviously it's paying income generally again I always go for growth but let's go and bring up PL8 and see what that's doing um, looking at that the right hand side of the chart is looking really good the left hand chart obviously is quite bearish mark uh, April went up quite nicely but this is sharing with you May the rest of the market was going up and this one was going down it's not doing very very well it's going sideways it's not looking strong at this point in time so I would stay out of PL8 at this point in time uh, it's possible it's going to move south a little bit down to under a dollar mark or down to around 90 to 80 cents in that sort of bracket um, but if it starts to rise up after that, I think it might be okay from that point of view. But right now, it's not looking that great. Um, but again, you know, as I said, if you've got some good stocks out of that top 20, top 50, you may not need something like this because they do pay some good dividends, some of those stocks. Um, but thanks for the question. Uh, the next question we got is from Yusuf Khan, who says, Hey Dale, love the show. What are your thoughts on KMD? Your opinion would be greatly appreciated. So let's go and have a look at KMD right now. Um, this one is, if I just bring it up on the screen, you can see there, Katmandu Holdings. Very interesting stock at this point in time. You can see how it's very, very volatile, moving up from 2012, then really back down to where it was 2015, moved from 2015 to 2025 years of a rise, wiped all of that out in a couple of months, basically, or pretty much one month, wiped out five years of gains. Not a buy and hold stock, um, Katmandu Holdings. It really is a bit interesting at the moment. Not looking super strong, looking okay. Uh, it is looking okay. I'd like to see it continue to move up from here, but I don't. I understand why you've got that on your watch list. So I'm not saying it's bearish. I think it looks okay. This could be a good stock to get into, but just make sure you put a stop loss on it, um, and you should look after you. But it's not really pushing through. You can see it moves up, comes back, moves up, comes back, moves up, comes back again. So the big end of town is not supporting this at the moment. And retail, you have to be a little bit 
cautious of at this point in time and obviously shopping centers are opening up shops are opening up and it's one of the bigger retailers that we've got Katmandu but you've got to think yeah people may be getting out instead of going into the city and hotels for holidays we are moving into winter um, but people will be taking holidays they're probably more likely camping we've talked a little bit about that or I've seen that on the news so people might be buying camping gear or hiking gear which Kathmandu may benefit from but you've got to think that they're going to be having all this stock they've got to get rid of so they'll be discounting a lot to get some turnover going so not sure that will translate into better profits and better stock prices at this point in time but possibly more medium to longer term yes but it's looking okay at this point in time uh, next question we got is from Antonio who says hi Dale appreciate your videos definitely going to buy your book thank you um, I'm fairly new to trading and have only invested part of my savings into Oz Minerals I think there would be big demand for copper in upcoming years especially with electric cars uh, would you say this is a safe blue chip stock uh, yeah Oz Minerals is a safe blue chip stock I don't tend to think of things in terms of buying it because they're into copper um, and looking at uh, obviously electric cars there are already technologies out there that don't need copper for electric uh, batteries those sorts of stuff there's all sorts of different technologies coming up I mean we're starting to see things on um, I'm not called carbon um, carbon batteries or what's um, I can't remember the word now I've gone blank on it but there's lots of different battery technologies out there but let's go and look at the stock and see whether the market's seen this the, the opportunity that you are let's bring up the stock um, let's here we got so looking at the left hand side of the chart there looks all right doesn't it looks very very nice at this point in time so let me bring the monthly chart up beautifully bullish stock from 2014 moved down into the low into 2020 here so it's made this big move down but it's held up pretty well and done really really nicely but look at this if you go right back again not a buy and hold type of stock it's one of those ones you've got to trade it so therefore if you're looking at long-term buy and hold it's not going to be one because you you could have lost if you'd bought it back here and you took this beautiful big rise you would have been quite happy but if you held on to it you wouldn't be happy right now because you'd be buying around the same price you were 17 years ago roughly so looking at this stock you do need to have some rules around it and some exit strategies like I talk in my book so when you buy my book you'll see that but right now this thing looks really really nice I do like the stock um, it's held up very very well a little bit of weakness last week but looking very 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 good so but let's move on to the next question this one's from Maddie T um, hi Dale recently purchased your book keen for it to arrive uh, thank you very much for getting my book can I get your thoughts on CCP recently purchased around 1550 chart looked quite good um, pre-covid but has been moving sideways for about a month now I'm speculating this is a down the, to the possible incoming rise in default rates however do you think it's still a good medium term investment and I know somebody else did ask about CCP as well in the last week so let's bring that up to have a cover that one um, this stock looks just bearish to me it's holding up a little bit uh, very very bearish through here uh, there will be a lot of I'd say a lot more defaults a lot more companies closing down especially as we open up a little bit and that sounds strange is that you know businesses have closed down or, or reduced staff those sorts of things but do they have the cash flow to continue on when things open up and in expenditure increase you know obviously they've been bringing on staff paying staff more uh, when government incentives or government support stops that sort of stuff so we may see over the next couple of years we might see more businesses going bankrupt and not being cash flow because the one thing that stops businesses is cash flow you know not having free cash flow a lot of businesses especially smaller ended uh, businesses they tend to um, 
run, you know, they can't, uh, they can't run their business for more than two or three months without revenue coming in. They sort of almost live week to week to week to week. So it could be interesting to see what's going to happen and consolidations around businesses, retail, all sorts of different areas uh, around the marketplace. But so we could see this stock move up. It is looking quite nice, um, but still looking, it's looking a bit more, it is looking bearish and it's very bearish on the left in the monthly. Weekly is looking a little bit better, but I really would like to see it get up around that $20 before I get too excited at it at this point in time. But um, but keep your eye on it, very much so, very much keep your eye on it. But if you do go into purchasing it, make sure you set a stop loss because, as I said a little bit earlier, the market will go up in stairs and it'll come down in elevators. We just need some bad news, um, a, the pandemic to start again or some big breakouts and then everything will tank again. So just be careful of that. Thank you for everybody for sending your questions in and thanks for watching till we end of this video I do appreciate that now, if you have any questions you'd like me to answer just stick them below um, I will get to answering them so you type and I'll answer your questions now remember we're here on this channel we do these Monday stock market reports every single week and we also do our live stream every Tuesday night 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time so hit that subscribe button now click the bell on the right of it so you know when we go live with some more videos I'm Dale Gillum for now goodbye good luck and good trading Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.